pastor there for a second. I saw you. I heard you. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's, uh, let's look at the Word of God tonight. He always shows me good stuff every time I stand in front of you all. Amen. Amen. I grow and grow every time I stand up here. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so we're not looking to me, right? We're looking to the Lord. Let's pray and agree. Father, we do thank you for your Word, Lord. We honor your Word, Lord. We receive it. As, it was, as it's given, as truly the truth of God, Lord. And we ask that you help us tonight, Lord, that you give us utterance and revelation, Lord, that there would be no opinions and ideas of man, but it would be your truth that makes free, Lord. Help us to be rememberful hearers of your word tonight, Lord, and, and to not forget the goodness that we hear. And that, Lord, we give you praise in advance for every good thing that will happen in our lives and through our lives after this message tonight, Lord. We ask that you... Do a work among us as your word goes forth. And we thank you for it. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Isn't it good to know God loves you? You know, there's, there's a lot of things that will run out. There's a lot of things that will fail. There's a lot of things that won't have success in this lifetime. But his love is not one of those things. Amen. His love in us, on us, and through us will always succeed every time. Every time. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. You know, it's why we're able to pray. It's why we're able to do things. Because we have that love in us. We have, we have unfailing ability within us at all times. Yes. Isn't that a good thing? Yes. Any time we decide... Right? You know, a lot of people just think it's going to go to work. No, you got to decide to walk in that love, right? And, and as we decide to walk in that love, to walk in the Spirit, if you will, then, then, then the things of God begin to happen through our lives. You know, that the fruit of the Spirit doesn't just happen, right? You walk in it, and it grows. Amen? You walk in the Spirit, and then the fruit of the Spirit happens. Amen? And, and if you don't, you know, if you don't, you get the other side. Right? Well, well, we'll stop with that right there. Amen. Right. Glory to God. Let's look at. Uh, let's uh, open up our Bibles tonight to Jeremiah 32. Start about verse 38. Glory to God. Let's let's believe God together. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Verse 38 says, "And they shall be my people." And I will be their God. How many like that? Yes. How many? How many of God's people I got in here? Yes. You know, not only are you His people, He's your God. Yes. Amen. You, you, you don't think He'd have to say both? Because if we're His people, obviously, no. He says both, so He can get get you right in there. Amen. He He don't want to leave anybody out. We're His people, and He's our God. Amen. And that's a good thing to do. He says, he says I shall, they shall be my people and I will be their God and I will give them one heart and one way. How many people like that? Yeah. One heart and one way. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people look at that and they say, well, yeah, you know, we all have, do we all have the same heart? Huh? You know, th- those are things we just bypass and act like they're happening. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Because because one heart 
doesn't just mean we all believe that he's God, but we believe he's a good God. We believe in what he tells us to do. We, we, we were obedient and willing to what he's got for us. Amen. Amen. We, it's not you know, one heart is a bigger deal than people think. Remember in, in Acts, it fi- he finally went to a place where he said, it said, you know, he kept saying, and all who believed, all who believed. And then finally he said, and the multitude who believed were of one heart. In other words, all didn't believe all of a sudden anymore. It was a multitude, but not all. And, and, and if you ever get all, right, yeah. all one heart and all one way. How many know there is only one way to do all things? And God has given us that way. It, he'll, he's put it in our heart. He's put it in our mind. And, and to do things that if everybody would seek to do his mind and his way, then, and, then his heart would be getting done. But it would be a di- it's not just like it's going to happen. These are choices we make. He says, I'll give them, right, one heart. But, that, but he could give you one heart, but then you could divide it real quick, right? Yeah. Right? We, we, we divide it by tradition many times. Yeah. Right? Many times he get, the one heart he gives you is his. Mm-hmm. Amen? He gives you His heart. And, and if we begin to add things to that or take away things from that, if we decide we don't like it that way or we didn't see it happen that way, and I know the Word says, by whose stripes you were healed, but we know people that weren't, so that verse can't be altered. Well, you just went away from His heart. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah. And, and, and you don't want one heart the wrong direction. Yeah. Amen? We, we saw what happened with that at the Tower of Babel. Right? They had one heart and one language, and they were believing for evil. And so we don't want that. We want one heart doing the things of God the way God wants them done. This is, this is an identifier. You know, how, how will people know we're His people? Remember, the first verse says, they'll be my people, and I'll be their God. So the next verses are identifiers. How, how will they know we are? Because we'll have one heart. And one mind. You know, if you ask that question anywhere, they'd say, well, you know, they'll know we're Christians by our love, by our love, and they'll know we are. You know, it's a pat answer. It's a cliche. It's truth, but it's become a cliche. Right? It's not, it's not what everybody, it's, it's what everybody says, but are we doing it? Right? Is that your heart? And, and, and we have that heart if we will walk in that heart. Amen? He gave us the ability to have one heart and one way. But you've got to, you've got to start with saying, I'll do it one way, first of all. Yeah. How, many, how many know that Jesus had a way? Yeah. Right? And, and that way was not always, it's going to be contrary to your flesh many times. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Jesus said, if somebody comes up and slaps you in the face... This is Jesus' way, okay? Wait a second. You want one way? This was His way. He says, if somebody comes up and slaps you in the face, turn to them the other cheek. And you know, in the physical, that sounds like not a really easy idea, and, and it's probably not. But what He's really saying is, do you got to have your way? Right? Does it have to be your way? Or can it be a different way? Right? It's not, it's not necessarily just the slap in the cheek. He's saying, can you love beyond what just happened? Can, can you get past what they just did to leave them in a better place than they started? 
Because everything that Jesus would ask you to do will always leave the person in front of you in a better position. Amen? Amen? If we do it His way, if we do it with one heart and one, and one way, then, then, the, then if somebody slaps you in the face, you turn the other cheek or say they do something else to you and rather than get mad, you just let yourself be wronged. And people say, well, that's just not right. No, you let yourself be wrong, so that's not right. <laughs> right. But what's right about it is that you let yourself be wrong. Right. Yeah. People say, well, that's not right. It is right. It's Jesus' way of doing things. Jesus said, let yourself be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? It's a way of doing things. It, it's a way, you know, it says the just shall live by faith. Do you think everybody's doing that? <laughs> Are you doing that all the time? Huh? But that's Jesus' way. That's the way God said if you're going to, if you're going to make it and, and, and overcome all the time, you're going to live by faith. The justified, those who are justified. So every person that's justified, right, is supposed to live by faith. That's, that's His way, right? One heart, one mind, one way. Amen? And if we do things that way, you know, this, this is, these are identifiers, guys. These, these are, you know, when people, when people in the world look out at Faith Life Church and they say, uh, how would we know if they're Christians? You know, it's, is it going to be by your cross on your, on your necklace, your bumper sticker on your car, your Christian T-shirt? Huh? You're going to be carrying a bag full of tapes? You're going to give them away? Right? No, I, I, I can't buy your breakfast, but here's a CD. Right? What, what, what are they going to know us by? Huh? What, what they would know, if you have one heart and one way, they'll know you because you guys all act the same. You all act the same. Amen? And that's a good way to be known if you're all acting the same the way Jesus wants us to act. Amen? It, it's, not just, it's not just that we have this heart, we actually act the, it, our response is brought up through this heart, amen? Because your response to the, to the situation, that's what he's saying when he says, if somebody slaps your face on one side, what's going to be your response? He says, let me give you a new response. He said, you've heard, what did Jesus say? He said, you've heard it said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. In other words, smack, smack. Right? I smack tie, he smacks me back. That's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? Now he said, you've heard that said. But he came to show us a better way, right? A better way. And so in that better way, we've got to be willing to be wronged. Because the better way is somebody smacks you in the face, you turn the other cheek. That's the better way. It doesn't seem better, does it? (laughs) But what if somebody takes some money from you? Huh? (laughs) Okay, let me go over here. Well, what if somebody takes some money? What, what if somebody cheats you? Huh? Is it is it is it time for us as Christians to take them to take them to court, sue them? It's only right that they pay what they owe. It's you know they they did this, they did that. You know I've got my rights, right? <laughs> well, you guys are quiet. You go all the way over here. I'm gonna find somebody likes this. <laughs> Here's the thing: we have the right. To walk in love. 
Amen? This is a right. This, this, is, this is not something you have to do. It's something you've been given the ability to do through the grace of Jesus Christ that saved you. Amen? And by faith, we can walk in that love. We can walk in, a, in, a, in one way. And if we begin to walk in that way and somebody wrongs us and they say, you know what? I wronged those people at Faith Life Church. All they do is forgive me. What? Forgiveness is an act of love. It is a response to somebody doing you wrong. And it is a way of God. Amen? And and if you're going to have one way, the one way He's going to give us is His way. Not not somebody else's way. The one heart He's going to give you is His heart. And what is His heart? His heart is that you love Him with all your heart and you love your neighbor as yourself. That's His heart. So if you want His heart, that's, what you, that's going to be in every thought in every, and it's going, to, it's going to push your response to every action. Right. Amen? In every circumstance. Because, you know, it's not the, it's not the problem that, that is going to get you. It's your reaction to the problem that's going to get you. But if you react the way He says. So what, what did He say? He said, he said, if they take your coat, what did He say? Give them your cloak or something like that? Where, where is that verse? You guys just want to go there, don't you? I got it in here. I even got two extra pages of notes if you guys don't be nice. <laughs> Matthew 5, 38. Matthew 5, 38. It says, You've heard it said, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, resist not evil. What's he saying? Don't push back against it. Right? Whoever shall smite you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek. This is a whole different way than the world's got, isn't it? You you go out smacking somebody on the cheek in the world, you're going to get smacked back. You're going to come back with a big old black eye and you're going to be bruised. But Jesus is saying this has more power than what you can have by reacting their way. So, so what he's saying is respond differently than you've ever responded before if you want different results than you ever got before. Amen? Amen? And, and that, that's the difference. We're responding exactly the way everybody else is to every problem in the world. And, and the world's looking at us and they're saying, okay, so what's the difference? Now, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about me. So don't, don't get it. I mean, it's not a condemnation. That, you know, these are things that God shows me. He says, you need to work on these things. We need to grow in these things. We're, 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 we're headed there. We're doing good. But we, need, we could grow in these areas. Yes. Amen. Amen. How many know that Jesus, He didn't have to grow, but He left a lot of sermons on God's ways? He, 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 you know, even if you keep going in here, um, go to the next verse. It says, if any man will sue you at law, then take away your coat. If he sues you, don't, don't just give him your coat. Give him your cloak. Now, I don't know what the difference between a coat and a cloak is. <laughs> Huh? Maybe like your shirt, I guess. Give him your coat and give him your shirt too. And whosoever shall compel you to go a mile. Now this is a hard one for me. (laughs) Somebody asked me to go a mile. They're already asking a whole bunch right there. Huh? Now you're saying go too? (laughs) But, But what he's saying is, if you'll respond in a different way, you'll get a different result. It's not, about, it's not about the situation. It's about the person. Right? This is going to affect the person's life. 
This person asked you to go a mile, and you said, you know, not only will I go a mile with you, I'll go two. Which seems a little crazy, right? I mean, the mile's a little nutty, right? Then two. Oh, unless he's asking you to to ride with him in his new car. (laughs) That might be okay. Hey, I'll go on a trip with you. But but what he's what they what what the Lord is saying is is to to have one heart and one mind you you can't have your way and His. That's right. There, there, there's going to be one way, one heart, one mind, and and it's His. And and He said, I'll give you that heart, I'll give you that way, and I'll be your Lord, I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. And and that's what He's saying. My people will have my heart. My people will have my mind. My people will know my ways. Amen. Look at, uh, uh, and you know, if this goes on, it tells you to pray for your enemies, to love those who don't love you. Huh? Those are faith responses. Amen. They're faith responses that work by love, and they have an un- they, they've never failed. Anybody who ever chose to do them, they've never failed. Amen. Amen. If we choose to walk in what Jesus said, there, there is a zero failure possibility in, in, in doing that if you do it from your heart. He's not looking for people to do it because it says to do it legally. Do you know it, it's hard to... It, like if I go to Kim and I say, I love you because I have to. Because I can't be blessed if I don't love my wife. So I'm going to love you so I can be blessed all the days of my life because... You know, that's what the Bible says, honey, so I love you because I have to. Huh? Now, do you think that blessed her at all? So when you do things for God because you have to. Think, think about the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, says, he, says, what, he says, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know the commandments. Have you done those? And he says, uh, and which ones? Actually, he asks which ones. Right? Like, hey, if you had to ask which ones, in other words, I don't know if I can do them all, or if I've done them all, give me give me a list here. And so Jesus goes through about a list of five. He goes the don't, 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 and do, right? Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't. I don't. There's four, and then he says, and then honor your father and mother, right? Don't, 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 and do. And he says all those I've done. In other words, I've followed all those. Uh, I've done them because I have to. And so Jesus said, well, let me give you something you don't have to do and see if you'll do it. Let me give you one of my ways now. Huh? One of my ways. Uh, I want you to sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. He didn't, he didn't leave him without anything. He told him, he said, you'll have treasure in heaven. In other words, don't, he said, everything you've got right now is on this earth. He said, he said, I'm trying to help you out here. See, whatever Jesus' response always takes you to a different level. And he's trying to take this guy from rich here to rich everywhere. Right. Amen? Because what he's got is not going to last. But what Jesus is trying to get him to do is to, to do something that will last forever. Let, let me get you. Let me get you something stored up in a better place than you've got it stored. You know, give to the poor. You'll have riches in heaven. And then, come do things my way. He says, come follow me. Follow me means do things my way. Right? That's that's what we're all supposed to do. Is follow him. Right? Do things his way. One way. Jesus never had two opinions. 
Right? God's never had two opinions. One way. He's always done things one way, the same way, the right way. That's why he doesn't have change. They're always right. The reason we have to change the way we do things is because we didn't start out right in the first place. Right? If you don't start out right in the first place, you've got to change. If you're right, you never have to change. If you'll notice, God says, I'm the Lord, I don't change. I guess he could just say, I'm the Lord, I'm right. Right? And he is. And it's a good thing because, I mean, even if you look at this, go back to Jeremiah, even if you look at this, why is he giving them one way and one heart? That they may fear me forever. That they may reverence me. In other words, I'm giving them this ability so that they'll reverence me. They'll reverence me for the good of them and their children after them. What's he doing? He said, I'm I'm doing this to set them up for generations to come. Amen? Amen. And, and he's wanting to do good to him. He, he's not. God's never looking to, to ruin your party. Amen. You know, he, he's not going to rain on your cake. We heard this. <laughs> Somebody left my cake out in the rain. Poor, poor girl. <laughs> you didn't think I knew about all those songs, did you? I got songs and words, and man, I can do it. I told Kim she got smart and pretty. She got the whole package right here. (laughs) Whole package. (laughs) And I'm going to do things God's way. You know, well, these are things that we don't get because, you know, it's like in starting this church. The more sought God, and God said, do this, and do it this way, and do it this way. And Brother Moore even tells the story where people would come up to him and say, well, can we do this? And he goes, mm-mm. And, and what, was he just being hard? No, no. no, he's doing things God's way. Yeah. There's only one way to do it. it, it, it it's, not, it's not hard after that. It's just hard to tell people no yeah. because they don't want to do it God's way. So we, there's one way over here, but they had a way. Yeah. Wouldn't it have just been easier for them to say, oh, okay, God must have told them different. Right. right? Instead of questioning what they're doing, well, God must have told them different. Let's get in with that. <laughs> because guess what? He's not going to tell me and you what, 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 how to start this church because we ain't starting it. He's not going to tell us how, how to place everything the way it should be placed because that's not we're, we're the ones that go and do after they say place it here, do this, go there. And, and you know, it's a lot of times, I'm, and I told you guys this, what, Sunday or whatever last time I spoke, um, there was lots of times they'd say, well, let, we're going to do this. And I'd be like, what? Well, I've always seen it done this way. It doesn't matter how you've always seen it done. This is the way the Lord said to do it here. I'm not saying it's not supposed to be done somewhere else, some, some way else, somewhere else. But here, there was specific, I knew I could say that, there was specific direction on how to do this. And you know, as, as it goes and further and further goes, it, you can see that they had, to, they had to give a response to God every time He told them to do something. They had to say, yes, Lord. One heart, one mind. Yes, Lord. Right? It's not a questioning. It's a knowing that God's a good God. Right? That's how, and, and that's how people should know us. That should be one of our identifiers. How, how, what, how do you know they're good people there at Faith Life Church? They do everything God told them to. Good identifier. Well, you remember in in the Old Testament, they were identified by circumcision. 
Right? Well, good, thank God we've got the circumcision of the heart now. Right? And, and it's, and what, but what he's saying is there's still identifiers to this day. You know, when, when we're baptized, when we're baptized, we're, we're, we're giving an outward sign of what's been already been inwardly done in our lives. We're identifying with God. We're going down under the water. It, it, it signifies the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we're identifying that as He did it, so did we. Amen? And, and, and then you become a new creature, right? You're saved. You're, you're born again. You become a new creature. And now there's a new way. There's one way. There's one heart. But you still have to choose to do it. Amen? And, and, we ha- and, and in our identification with Him, that's how people begin to know Christianity. Think about the world today. A lot of people think Christians are mean. A lot of people think they're self-centered. They want their own way. They'll, they'll, you know, they think everything except for what they probably ought to think about a Christian. Amen? <laughs> right? It's just true. Non, Non-Christians do not think highly of Christians no. until they need them. Don't get me wrong, when they, get, when they get in the ditch and they need out. But that doesn't make it right. Amen? We, we should be doing things the way Jesus said to do them. Just, just like, and if, if we do them that way, what we see is results that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Right. You know, being right is only good as long as it was God's right. Yeah. Right? If you just need the right to be right, it's not going to go well for you. Right? You don't want the right to be right. You guys with me tonight? One heart, one way. We, we want the heart of God because if we get the heart of God, people will identify us as some, you know, G- David is still known today for somebody that had the, the, the heart of God. He said, this is a man after my own heart. Right? I mean, he said that early, early on. When, when David was busy watching his father's sheep. You know, a lot of people say he's watching sheep. No, he's watching his father's sheep. Right? Now, that's God's way. He likes it when people watch their father's sheep. Amen? He likes it when people look after his things. Amen? And, and that's what he's always saying. My way is to put others first, to put others ahead of you. And, and, to, and to bring yourself to a place where you can get slapped and turn your other cheek. My, my way is loving your enemies, blessing those who curse you. I mean, that's my way. That's one heart. That's my heart. One heart. And, and, and his way, it, it's not something that we have to do. It's something we get to do. Amen. The rich young ruler could have said, yep, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And it would have changed his life forever. Because Jesus' response to the question was right. His response to the answer, right, was wrong. And, and that's so many times what God does to us. We ask a question and He says, do this. And, and we say, ooh, man, I can't, that can't be God. Well, He just lost your one heart, right? Because He's only going to give you one answer. You know, God's not confusing. You know, I'm, I've made Him confusing, confusing at times because it was something I didn't want to do. Like when Jeremy was here, what, a couple of Fridays ago, uh-huh. and he said, you got to get fit. I'm like, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> huh? But you know that was the Lord talking to people. 
that everybody's got a race to run. Everybody's got want, there's there's a there's a place we're going, and you know what? You got to get there. Right. Yep. Amen. And so I did good two days this week, and I didn't do so good two days this week, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I didn't do awful any day this week. Thank you, Lord. I didn't go a mile or two with anyone. No. <laughs> Verse 40, Jeremiah 32 says, And I will make an everlasting covenant with him. In other words, I give them one heart and I'll give them one way and I'll make them a covenant with them, right? That I'll not turn away from them. In other words, I'll always be their God. But we still have to be his people. He's, he's, he's not going to break his side of that covenant. And, and he says, And I'll never turn away from them to do good for them. I'll never turn away from them to do good. In other words... Anytime they come to me, I'll do them good. I'll never, God will never turn his back and say, nah, you don't deserve good. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad that you, you could be out there and you could have messed up, but if you'll come to him with a repentant heart, he won't turn away from you. He'll do you good all the days of your life, not bad. He said, I'll put my fear in their hearts. That they sh- and, and that it's a reverence, remember that word reverence, in their hearts that they will not depart from me. So, you know, what God's doing there is He's giving us the ability to respond the way He would respond to everything He's going to do. What He's doing, I'll put me in them and they can do everything that they'd ever wanted to do with one heart and one way. Amen? Amen? Amen. Look at Psalm 32, 8. Psalm 32, 8. It says, I'll instruct you and teach you in the way. What way? One way. <laughs> One way. It says, I'll instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. And I'll guide you with my... In other words, not only will I give you the, the heart and the way to do it, I'll guide you and give you the ability to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll hold your hand and help you do it. You know, if, if we'll get a hold of this heart and this mind, you know, you look in the book of Acts and you see where people were with one accord, which means uh, one heart. And you see that where they were with one accord. And every time they would get with one accord, something amazing would happen. Amen? Amen? Amen. And, and, and you slowly see that with one accord go away through the book of Acts. Right? Because there's not enough with one accord right now. We've we got to have the heart of God first. And, and that's going to take not arguing amongst ourselves and correcting each other all the time. Yep. <laughs> right? How many know that if the Lord's got something to tell us, we got Brother Moore, he'll tell us all the time. He's not even shy about it. Right? That we don't need to spend all day correcting one another. Amen? We'd, I'd, I'd rather help somebody get there then correct. You know, it'd be like somebody down on the ground and kick them until they get to the door. There. Come on, you're going to make it. You should have done it right in the first place. I wouldn't have to kick you all the way over there. That's not love. Amen? Look at that in the Young's Literal translation. I'll cause you to act wisely. In other words, I'll give you the right response. That... This is what's so necessary because it's not what's going to happen that's going to get you. It's your response to what happens that's going to get us. 
If we respond in the love that we have in us, that's what Jesus was saying when he said, turn the cheek. It's not what happened to you, it's what happens next that's going to make the difference in your life and in the person's life you're dealing with. Amen? It's our response. And he says, I'll cause you to act wisely. I'll give you the right response every time. I'll direct you in how to do that response, and I'll go with you. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you with my... I'll see everything you're doing and I'll, and I'll take counsel concerning you. Glory to God. But, but it, it, what he's saying is, I'll give you a response. I'll show you the way. Yes, amen? amen? And, and that's what... It's not that you have one heart in one way. You need to, we need to see one heart in one way. You've got to see that God has a plan. God has, and, and you've got to trust Him sometimes that, that this is what's going to happen. You've got to trust Him when, when, you know, we're all members of one body, right? And, and if He says, and, and the Moors used to say, well, these people filled out a, Mrs. Moore, she'd go over them with me, and we'd have pictures for the teams, and she'd say, well, they said they want to be here, but I feel like they're supposed to be here. And nobody ever got on the team that they signed up for. Huh? Why? Because they still have to hear from God. Just because you want something or I want something doesn't make it right. There's one heart, there's one way. And, and you know what? You, how many people have kids in here? And how many of your kids have come to you and said, I, I want to do this, and immediately your heart said, no way. And, and they started throwing a fit because they want to do it. But guess what? That doesn't make it right. In fact, is if we let them do it, we're doing them a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? And, and that's not where you want your kid. You don't want your kid out there somewhere where you disobeyed God to get them there. <laughs> I mean, well, your kid might even change your mind and say, well, okay, I'm going to let you go, but I've got to disobey God. I mean, I, I think when I was a kid, if my mom would have said that, I'd have said, hmm, I don't think I'm going to go. That was pretty stupid, though. I might have still went. I was pretty dumb at times. <laughs> but, but God's going to show us how to react to every situation. He's going to show us the answers. He showed the more specifically, step by step, what to do, and He continues to show them step by step. You know, if you, if you go back even looking at the series that have been taught here at the church, you can see how God step by step has led those series to get us to where we are right now as a body of believers. Amen? And it's a great place. But what if one day they said, well, you know, these people are going to be mad if we don't do this, so let's go ahead and do it. I mean, <laughs> you guys can't even imagine that, can you? I'm sitting here looking at you guys going, that's, that never happened. I, can't, I didn't even get you with it. You're just like, yeah, right. whatever, Dave, bad analogy. And, and you know what? You're right. It is a bad analogy because they're not. Thank God we have pastors that listen to the Lord and do it one way, with one heart, with one mind, the way God said do it. And you know what? From my position, I've seen time after time after time that had it not been done that way, we would have had big problems. Amen? And, and, and you don't want big problems. If you do it God's way, you leave opportunity for others to excel in areas they never thought they would. You leave opportunities for people to say, you know what, I, I don't know, I don't understand this all. And you know, God loves this when people say, I don't understand this, but I trust you. God loves that. Why? Because that, that's a heart, that's one heart. That's saying, I know your heart, you'd never do anything bad to me, God. 
If you say this is the way to go, that's the way I'm going. Amen? That's the one heart I want. I, I, want, I want to know that when I lean, there's somebody there to catch me. But if I don't do things His way, guess what? You're going to lean and ain't nothing going to be there. You're going to fall. But, but if we do things His way, and, and Peter it says you'll never fall if you do things His way and if you increase in doing things His way. Amen? And not because we have to, but just for that reason. Lord, I trust You. I trust You. Amen? And it doesn't matter what your mind thinks because we're not as smart as God. And, and that's, that's where I had to come with a lot of things. Because, I mean, I came out of other churches, other places, and when I got here and the more started doing things a certain way, you know, my mind, just like everybody else's, I mean, not like you guys. You guys just went with it. I saw you. But my mind would be like, why? Well, couldn't we go here? This, this would be so much easier. You know, anytime. Let me tell you something to not ever say to Mrs. Moore. <laughs> this would be so much easier. <laughs> not, not good words. Why? Because what would be easier, God's way or your way? I've, I've never, ever had one of them say, you know what, Dave, you're right, let's go the easy way. Ever. And don't get me wrong, I've suggested the easy way before. I told you I'm still growing. Right? The easy way is not... It would be easier to slap the guy back too. Right? It would be easier not to pray for somebody who despitefully uses you. It's way easier just to say, you know, I don't like you. Stay away from me. I'm never going to talk to you. Right? That's, that's easier on your flesh. But then you're going to get back on your own and your spirit's going to start gnawing at you. Why'd you do that? Because that spirit of love's in you. It's shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Spirit. And you can't do that and get away with it. We cannot continually walk in our own way and get away with it. Because if you can, you know what? I think the only time I ever got nervous about my walk with God was when I thought I could walk away and not be nervous. And I was wrong. I still couldn't. As far away as I got, I could still hear the voice of God saying, and I said, I could hear him shaking his head. Wow. Stop that. You know better. Quit it. And you know, you think, well, couldn't you coddle him a little bit? Oh, you just got out there on your own. You just need to get back, you poor baby. You've been out there doing the wrong things. Come on, come on, come on, baby. And God says, no, you're doing the wrong thing. Come back. No, I'm not going to chase you. Come back. Right? I'm not going to chase you, but I'll be right here. Why? Because he doesn't have to change. He's right. And see, when we follow His direction, we don't have to change. We're right. Right? When you do things the way Jesus says do them, if you, if you just read, start in Luke 5 and start reading, I think, through Luke 6, and start doing things the way He preached. Right? It, when, whenever you get up on a chance to judge your brother, you say, oh, what's that in your eye? You just turn around. All of a sudden, you say, I've got to check myself right here. You know why? Because you got a plank in your own eye. What's he saying? This is the way you do it. He gave, he gave a perfect example. He said, don't go to your brother and try to clear out his eye while you got something in yours. Get what's out of yours. Then you can help your brother. What's he saying? There's one way to do this and you're not doing it the right way. And his heart was to help your brother, but not until you cleared your own eye first. Why? Because you don't want to say something stupid. Your eye's messed up. 
Right? If you're not seeing God right, if you're mad at God, if you think God's done something wrong to you, if you're, if you're uh, angry or offended, it's not time for you to help someone. You got a log in your eye. Right? You got a log in your eye. Get the log out. Then you can see clearly. What can you see clearly? God's way. Not the speck in his eye. God's way of getting rid of the speck in his eye. Amen? It's, it's a way of doing things. There's one way. And it's a right way. And as, as we see things done that way, that, you know, it's like you know, people wonder, well, why we got to have a parking lot every Friday night? And why we got, you know, we, we don't, you know, I've been doing the parking lot for this long and, and I'm still in the parking lot. Maybe you're supposed to be in the parking lot. What's wrong with the parking lot? It's a great place. They still won't let me in the parking lot. <laughs> I remember when they were out there eating fried chicken, I had to go out and get some from them because I wasn't working in the parking lot. I had to sneak out. <laughs> don't, don't neglect where the Spirit of God said you're supposed to be in the body of Christ. Every part's important. You know, remember those verses in, in Corinthians. There's two people. There's the one that say, I'm not worth anything. And there's the ones that say, you're not worth anything. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two people. I'm just, a, I'm just a hand. I'm just a old hand. If I can't be a foot, I don't want to do anything. How many know a hand would t- make a terrible foot? Right? Very few people can walk on their hands. I can't. Can't even come close. In fact, this my hands would probably scream if I said I'm going to walk on you. <laughs> They'd say, "Excuse me, your feet are made to take that power, right?" But every part is important, and and God set them in place exactly the way He saw fit, right? One way, and that is that we need to be responsible to that way. We, we need to be that part. He's not trying to get you to be something you're not. He's trying to put you in the place where you are supposed to be. Right? It's not, it's, it's, everybody's looking, if you're going into that place looking for something else, then you went in the wrong way anyway. You're the rich young ruler. Well, I did that, you know, I did, I did all those commandments so that I wouldn't have to give all my money away. Right, I did everything. I I did everything that I had to do. I don't want to do the should. I don't want to do the things you want me to do. Right? If you have to work in the parking lot, if you have to work as an usher, if you have to work at any place, you're not getting. You know, I believe it's just like brother. Uh, God told brother Moore, if you're not enjoying singing, then I'm probably not enjoying it. If you're not enjoying serving, he's probably not enjoying you serving. Wow, how'd we get off on that? <laughs> That's not in the notes. Well, we better go back to the notes. <laughs> First Corinthians 1. It, isn't it exciting to know that we can do things with one heart and with one way, one mind? It, it's exciting to know that we don't have to... You know, this church has proven it to me more than anything because I've watched time and time again where the Moors have, have not... They won't do anything. 
And and I'll be sitting there thinking, well, we've got to get something done. we got, we got we got to do it. we got to, well, it's going to pass by. we can't, we got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. And they won't move. Why? They didn't hear from God. You know, it's like people that say, well, I need counsel, I need counsel, I need counsel. You don't need counsel unless we've heard something from the Holy Spirit to tell you. Because you don't want my counsel. Right? My counsel, if it sounded good, if I gave you a hug with it and three pats on the back, if there was no God in it, it was worthless. Amen? The only counsel you need is from somebody that's heard from God and has something to tell you. Amen? That was my counseling instruction for Mrs. Moore when, I, when I'd say, well, do we need to counsel? She said, God tell you anything to tell them? No. She said, then you shouldn't be counseling with them. Because I remember some people were trying to get her to counsel, counsel. I need her to counsel. I need to talk to her some more. i got to talk to her some more. i got to talk to her. Email me three, three times a day. God, I need to talk to her. I know. I just know if I can talk to Ms. Moore. She said, well, God hasn't told me anything to say to them. So, you know, people say, well, that's just mean. No, that's really nice. Because you get in there saying something on your own, saying it wrong, doing it the opposite of God's way, you'll mess somebody up worse than they were when they came in. Amen? You know, always think about that when you get counsel from anybody. Did they hear from God or are they going with a pretty tune? It just sounded good. You know? Because sounding good don't fix you. Because does it sound good to get slapped on both cheeks? <laughs> well, it'll fix you. I'll bet you if somebody said, you know, if you'd let somebody slap you on both cheeks, you'd get over this. You'd probably go, you'd go, probably go up to your friend right now and say, slap me, hurry, both, both cheeks. What it is is doing things God's way. It always helps. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren... Now, one thing you need to notice that the verses that are written are written to people who know God. Did you know that the Bible's mainly written to people that know God? Right? Because people who don't know God wouldn't really understand the Bible anyway, right? It's written to people who know God. It's written as an example and as a, as a teaching, as a, as a directing tool to get you from place to place. It's, it's the holy word of God. And every word in it is true. Amen? And so anytime you see, I beseech you, brethren, say, he's talking to me. Right? He's talking to me. He's talking to me. He says, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. What's he saying? Don't be speaking more than one thing. What if one person came in and asked 35 people in this room one question about Faith Life Church? Would they get the same answer from those 35 people? And see, that's important that we know the right answer and not, not that we give ten right answers. There's only one. Amen? And if we, don't need, if we don't know the right answer, we're better off to get it so that we're all speaking the same thing. It's important to speak the same thing. You know, because a lot of people say, well, yeah, because you'll have strife. No, you'll have division. In other words, you'll have... One, one team over here speaking this, one team over here speaking that, one team speaking over this. In other words, you got way too many people seeing way too many things when there's only one vision. There's only one way. There's only one way to do this, and, and we need to stick with that way. And he said, he's beseeching. He's saying, this is important. This is important. Why is it important? Because 
it is the key to, to, to having miracles, if you will. You start speaking the same thing, saying exactly what God said and only what God said and the way God said it, and then doing what He said, then you're going to have good things happening. Amen? He said, he said, I want you to speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, because speaking the same thing will cause you to be unperfectly joined. Unperfectly. Is that just that way, just because it seemed like a word at the time? Unperfectly. It is. It's unperfectly. If you are not speaking the same thing as everybody around you in that same body, then you are unperfectly joined together. But what he's saying is there's a way to be perfectly joined together. What if we came together, we were all speaking the same thing, we were all saying the same thing at the same time, and we had no divisions. In other words, there wasn't one person saying, I think this is stupid. I think we ought to do it a different way. I don't understand why Dave's here tonight. Right? <laughs> what if you didn't have one person that, that was upset. Everybody said this. You know what? We're here together. This is God's time. He's put us here. It's like Brother Moore always says, there will never be another time where it's exactly like this. Where each person is here at the same time, wearing the same clothes, right? This is gonna, there's never be another time like this. Right? And so we come together this one time and we're all of the same mind. We're all of the same heart. There's no divisions among us. We're perfectly joined in, in the same mind, in same judgment. In other words, it, every, what, he's, what he sees in a situation, you see in a situation. How you would react to the situation, they would react. What are we doing? We're reacting like God would. We're saying what God would. We're looking for God's ways. And as we're looking for God's ways, we're doing things the right way every time. There's, we're not testing People who are trying faith. What a, you can't speak the same language and try faith. right? And, and they're wondering why it isn't working. Why they're, they're divided against God because there's no such thing as trying faith. They're divided. They're divided within themselves. And, and, and the thing is, is that's, what, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to be divided. Why? Because he can pull you out easier if you're divided. And you know how we take up glue-down carpet? If it's glued down really tight... You can't take it up in one big piece. So what you do is you take your razor knife and you cut it into little strips. Because you can take up little strips that have been divided really easy. But, but when it's all together, you can't get it off the floor. Wow. Amen? Yeah. And, and that's, that's what God says in another verse. He says, stand fast, having one mind. Amen? And having one way. In other words, don't, don't, get, don't get out there where you're doing things uh, many different ways with all kinds of different opinions. You know, a lot of people, they look at this scripture, they look at that scripture, I want to hear this preacher. Well, I've got to hear what this preacher says. What you need to hear is what God says. Yeah. Right. Amen? Yeah. If God says be here, sitting in this ministry, listening to this preacher, I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to other people. Don't, don't take that wrong. But you need to be here when this preacher's preaching. Right. That's right. You need to be a part of this body. You need to become part of what God's doing here because this is where He's placed you. And you can't be, in the, you can't be doing the right thing at the, at the wrong place. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? It's not possible. And you get people out doing those things. They say, well, you know, this, is, this just doesn't seem right for me. Uh, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy. You know... I'm not happy is not a reason to change churches. What? 
I, I didn't see it in the Bible. But now, it may be in there where God said, if you're not happy in your church, you need to change. I think what we're supposed to do is ask God all the time what we're supposed to do. I, I think that had to be God working through Jesus when he said, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, turn the other one. Because I don't think a human, which he was acting in, would think that way. But Jesus chose not to think his way. He, he was one heart and one mind with God. So everything he said was right because he only said what the Father said. And Jesus, in John 17, prayed for us that we would be one the way him and the Father are one. In other words, we would hear from, through, through him to God exactly the way he heard to God. So in other, in other words, he prayed that you'd be able to hear what you're supposed to do at all times and and it's not confusing there's so many times where we say i just don't know what to do i just don't know what to do stop you really probably do know what to do and you don't want to do it i've been there <laughs> right you know what you always end up doing what you didn't want to do at the first i knew that you always feel i knew it was god <laughs> sure you did why because he's not trying to he's, it's not a game you know he, he's not he's not saying uh, whose face is on this and making it all blurry and then all of a sudden it starts getting less and less blurry until you can see and hoping you get it before it's not blurry anymore. You guys haven't played that game? They do it at the ballpark. You got to go see it. You got to go to the ballpark. And they got really good hot dogs there too. Great hot dogs. Yeah, Cracker Jacks and nachos. Right? Now we don't want to get off on that, do we? We got we to get fit for the fight. According to Mr. Jeremy Pearson. No, that's the Lord, right? Not Jeremy Pearson. Amen. But it's not a puzzle. He's not trying to trick you or get you to answer wrong. He's, he'll tell you exactly. He'll tell you in His Word. He'll tell you in your heart. He'll let you know what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. It's just a question of can you see it? Right. Remember what Jesus said right after the, the rich young ruler said, I can't do it. He said, how hard it is for a rich man to inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. He could not see that by doing what Jesus said, he would, go, he would gain so much more than keeping what he had. And, and that's what happens to us when we let the devil confuse us with other ideas and opinions and we get outside of our one heart and our one mind and our one way, then, then we become so easy to deceive and, 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 we, and, we, and then we say we're confused. Well, the minute you say you're confused, you know that's not God because he's not confusing. But what it makes it hard for is us to see. What he's doing is he's, he's putting a forest in front of us. And, you, and you're trying to see through the trees and through the leaves. I just can't quite see what I'm supposed to do. Get out of the forest. Read the Bible. He said, pray for that boss that's bugging you every day, that's being mean and hard. He said, pray for them. Don't quit your job. And your heart was saying, quit your job. But, but I want to quit. That's exactly right. What you want and what God says to do are going to be two different things most of the time. Why? Because the Spirit and the flesh aren't buddies. Right? They just so rarely work together. In fact, is your Spirit's got to grab hold of your flesh and say, this is the direction we're going. Whether you like it or not, we're going this way because that's God's way. Right. Amen? 
And, and then you stay in that place or you go to that place or you do what you're supposed to do. You know, how many people missed healing class that should have been there because they didn't want to get out of bed? And you know, it was God waking you up. How do I know that? Because there's just times where you're in bed and you're like, well, it's really nice in bed. Huh? Sure, it's really nice because your flesh is enjoying being lazy. And God's saying, get up, get to here, there's answers here. And somebody just slapped you in the cheek. And now you've got to decide whether you want to turn the other one or not. Amen? Amen? How many know God has one way of, your, of doing your... He's got one plan. He drew one blueprint for your life. Amen. Huh? And, and you walking in and out of it did not change His blueprint. He just has to erase all your extra lines. Because his, you walking in and out of his plan doesn't change his plan, right? And, and so what you have to do is get back in his plan onto his foundation that he put in because he's not changing. He, he's not. There's never going to be a time God's going to say, you know what? I think drawing that room outside in the backyard is better than drawing it right next to the other rooms. Probably doesn't need a foundation anyway. You know, Dave's right. No, he's never going to say that. Why? Because he was right to start with. Right. He does, God doesn't sit around and question his ability. Amen. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. And, and you know what? What he wants for us is so much better than what we'll have if we don't follow him. That's why he said, follow me. He didn't just say, give to the poor and, and, and you'll have treasures in heaven and then stop. He said, give to the poor, you'll have treasures in heaven and then do it my way. Let's do this my way now. Follow me. Let's do it my way for a little while. Let's do it my way for the rest of your life. How about that? Yeah. Amen? How many know he was in for an adventure right then? He was in for the best time of his life. He was in for following and doing things God's way and seeing the very heart of God on a daily basis. That's right. Amen? Amen? People say, wow, I wish I could do that. You can. It's right in that book. It's right in that book. The very heart of God is right in that book. And all we have to do is we have to just say, this is the way we're going to do it. This is the way it's going to be. God said this, and, and this is what I'm going to do. God said, don't judge or you'll be judged. Right? So when somebody comes up to you and says, did you see what that person did the other day? That Keith Matthews? I cannot believe let me tell you about this. And let me tell you, you tell me what you think after I tell you. You immediately say, you know what? Did you see the ball game that night? Well, you got to change the subject. Why? Because you don't want them judging either. But you're not getting into that. Why? Because there's only one way. And it's God's way and it's the right way. There's one way, there's one heart, there's one mind. And I don't want to get outside of the heart of God. And it's not going to be God's heart for me to talk bad about somebody else. Right? Because he said, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. So if it's anything that's going to come out of your mouth or it's going to go into your ears that would tear somebody else down, you don't need it around you. Right? And, and your flesh loves that. <laughs> you know, it's almost hard to get away from them because you want to hear that story. Right? Well, now don't tell me. What, what was it anyway? No, no. I got to go over. What? Just give me the first line. Stay out. Just stay out. Stay out. Stay away. Get back. 
you don't want to be there. I beseech you, brethren, that by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgments. Christians should always think about what their identity in Christ because their identity is found in, in how they're serving Him, who they're following. Jesus was identified as the Son of God. Why? Because He acted as the Son of God. Every response He had was as the Son of God. He never acted anything but... Can we say that? We're sons and daughters of God. Every action we have can be, can be responded through, through that word or through something God told us rather than from our flesh. If you're going to get mad, you don't have to. Right? You don't, you, did you know that nobody has to be offended? You know, you got people all the time say, I just couldn't help myself. You could help yourself. If you said you couldn't help yourself, you know you could because you just said you couldn't. Which means you know that you just chose not to control the situation and let the situation control you. No one is in control of you but you. Right? And if you chose to, to, to have a temper tantrum, it was because you chose to, not because you couldn't help it. You think you're going to go to God when they say, oh, you couldn't help it. Bless your heart. You know what? You just didn't have any control over that. I put that in you that your temper would just go off like that all the time. God didn't put that in you. Amen? We can, we can control ourselves. We can do the thing, things the way God said to do them with the heart God said to do them with all the time. Amen? Amen. Romans 15. I don't know what verses we're on here. This pretty good stuff. I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Lord. We won't be going there. Romans 15, verse 5. It says, May the God who gives endurance, this is in the NIV, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among you as you follow Jesus Christ. So what, what a better prayer for, for a church. May, may the God who gives patience and comfort, if you will, those, those are the two words in the King James, patience and comfort, endurance and encouragement. In other words, in other words one, the God that will get you there and get you through. And keep you happy while you're doing it. You know, a lot of people say, I'll go do it. I'll go do it. I'll, I'll just go do it. I don't want to do it, but I'll go do it. As long as it takes, I'll do it. As long as it... That's, that's not patience, and you're not encouraged. And God's not looking at what you're doing because you're not doing it His way. Amen? Amen. There's one way to do it. And he says, he says, I'll pray that the God of patience and the God of comfort will give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you do things the way Jesus Christ does things, as you follow Christ Jesus. In other words, I want you to be, I want you to be patient and I want you to be comforted and so that you'll have a spirit of unity, what, to follow God. Because if you do it in a spirit of unity, it means we're all doing the same thing at the same time together. We're all saying the same thing. We're all seeing the same thing. We're all hearing the same thing. We're, we're getting the same food. Amen? Amen? Yeah. And, and as we're doing that, we'll begin answering the same way. Yeah. We'll, begin, we'll begin responding to things the same way. And people will say, they must go to Faith Life Church. Why? Well, because they could have got mad. Instead, they left me a big tip. 
You know, their food was really late. They must go to Faith Life Church. They must, they must go to any church. They must be a Christian. Why? Because, because they were treated wrong and they didn't, they didn't respond in kind. Right, yeah. They must be a Christian. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to hear? Because too many Christians, none in here, have gotten angry and fought for their rights. And you got your free meal. Are you happy? <laughs> not you guys, somebody out there somewhere. We we don't we're not looking for that. We're we're looking to make a difference in a person's life. So by by reacting the way we're acting, they're saying this this God this 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 uh, God he must be real. These people know him. That they act differently than other people. They react differently than other people. And that's, that's what you're looking for. That's when he said, they'll know you're Christians by your love. Why? Because you react in love. You react differently than other people. You react a way that nobody else has ever reacted to them before. Why? Because you have the ability to do it. Why? Because God put his love in you to react with. Amen? Glory to God. That's a good thing. How many like that? He said, I, I, he said I, I pray that you have a spirit of unity. In other words, that you have a spirit of oneness, that you have the same heart, the same mind, that, that, that as you follow God, that you do it together. In other words, if we follow Him as one, we're all headed the same place at the same time, doing the same thing, and we're going to get the job done. Why? Because He put us together at this time to do it. Amen? So that with one heart and one mouth you may glorify God. And he's not just talking about singing and dancing. He's talking about with what you say and with what's in your heart to do, that glorifies God. In other words, it glorifies God that you're going to make the right decision to, the, to somebody that responds to you wrongly. It glorifies God when we turn the other cheek. It glorifies God when we go two miles. It glorifies God when we pull the speck out of our eyes so we can help our brother. It glorifies God to do things the way Jesus lined out in His Word for us to do them. And as we do that, we'll, we'll have more miracles. We'll have more people. We'll see people coming to us and they'll say, What, what are you guys doing? You guys are different. It's different here. What, what, what are you guys doing? We'll say, we're doing what God said. We're doing what God said. You know, and, and why? Because everybody that comes here that needs healing walks away healed. Why? Because God said they were. And what we did was we chose to believe that, not only for ourselves, but for anybody who would let us believe it with them. Amen? And in doing so, everybody that came was healed. That's God's will. We know it's God's will. So as we do things His way, we'll have His will. Amen? Glory to God. Look at that. Look at uh, Romans 15, 6 in the Amplified. That together you may unanimously. In other words, in other words, every person at the same time, unanimously with united hearts and one voice, Praise and glorify God and the Father of your Lord Jesus Christ. What's he saying? I'm praying that, that these things will happen so that, so that unanimously, in, in other words, everybody is in agreement with the exact same thing and they're all seeing the same thing in their heart and they're speaking the same thing with their mouth and, and, and as they do, the things of God are happening on wholesale, wholesale levels. 
Amen? Because why? We're walking in His way. We're following what He does. We're doing what He says. Amen? Glory to God. That's what I'm looking for. Amen? Whew. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to 1 Peter. I'm missing a verse, though, somewhere. One that I want up. That's the one I want. 1 Peter first. 1 Peter 3. says uh, verse 8 1st Peter 3 8 it says finally Peter's saying finally he'd been talking for a few chapters finally be be you all of one mind this is when you get you know think about this if you if you start reading through the Bible and the, the, a lot of them in, in just about every book there's somewhere where they talk about being of one mind it must be important must be important. It says be of one mind. Why? Because you can't get where you're trying to go as a body of believers without being one mind, and you can't be one mind by yourself. Right? These lone wolves that don't need church, don't need other believers around them. No, there's no such thing. There's no person that's not supposed to be in a body of believers. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people, they'll say, well, there's just not a church like yours where I'm at. It, it's not a church like my, like this one. It's a church you're supposed to be at. Right? There wasn't a church like this one before this one came. Was everybody here going to church? Or were you guys all waiting for this church to open up before you went to church? Huh? Because when I was here before, this church wasn't here. Like in 2001, wasn't here. 2002, not quite. Right? Early 1990s, mid-90s. This church wasn't here. Were we going to church? Yeah. Yeah, we were going to church. Yeah. Why? Because everybody belongs in a body of believers. Amen? It's important to hook in. You know, what if you're there not just for somebody else, but they're, they're, everybody has something you don't know. Everybody does. Maybe you'll meet one person that'll be one of your faith buddies for life. Huh? Maybe you'll go there and affect one person that God's been trying to affect for years. That's right. Amen? Don't, don't, you know, again, this is God's way, and you're either going to do it His way or you're going to do it your way, and you'll keep making an excuse not to be in a body because the body doesn't fit you, apparently. Well, you don't... The body doesn't fit you. You fit in the body. Yeah. Remember, he fitly joined us together as a body, right? Yep. He'll fit you in. Amen. He'll squash you in the middle right there <laughs> so everybody can hug you and love on you and then you can ooze out on them all that love that's in you. Amen? Right. It's God's way. How many know he said we need to assemble? We need to come together. We need to encourage one another. We need to stir one up, one another up, spur one another on. God said that. If He said that, that's His way. If we're not doing it, we're not doing it His way. Well, there's only one way, right? And I mean, you guys get to come here where I'm at, so I mean, you, you guys got it. I mean, sure, you're more blessed than others, but <laughs> finally, be you all of one mind having compassion one of another. In other words, be of one mind and be loving each other. One mind, 
What's one mind? Putting God first. God's first, and I'm loving my brothers. God's first, and I'm loving my brothers. God's first, and I'm loving my brothers. That sounds like love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love brothers. Huh? That's what it sounds like to me. And that's what he's saying. Put me first and love others. Uh, be of one mind. If you, the what one mind do you think God would be telling you? I don't think he's given options. Right? He's not saying be of one mind. A, yours. B, someone else's. C, mine. D, all of the above. No. No. He's got one option. And that's his mind. Be of one mind. His. Right? You know, a lot of people, they're trying to be of one mind and they're trying to get all their opinions to mesh. No. This is easy. Get rid of your opinions. Right? You know, I, I told Mrs. Moore, I think, one time, I had way too many opinions. I need to get rid of all of them. Right? Because I do. I mean, the minute, the minute somebody says something and you, and you think of something contrary, that's your opinion, not God's Word. Okay. We're not looking for our opinion. We're looking for God's word. We want to be of one mind, God's mind, and we want to have compassion one to another, love. And then the very next word says, love as brethren. Love as brothers love one another. How do brothers love one another? You know what? I've probably said some of the nastiest things to my brothers that probably I've ever said to anybody in the world, and they love me. In fact, is usually they punch me in the shoulder or my big brother, he'd put me on the floor and then it'd be over and we'd be out playing in no time. Right? And, and, and that's, that's how brothers love in the world. So think how much better brothers would love if you were loving as brothers that, that turned the other cheek, that walked the extra mile, that prayed for those who despitefully used them. Think how much better that would be. Love as brethren. Glory to God. That's a good thing. We could do that. We could do that. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. I'm not sure what pitiful means, but I don't think it means what, what we think it means. I ain't being pitiful. But I'll have pity on people. Be merciful. Be kind. How about that? Be uh, courteous. What's he saying? These are all things that are in my mind. If you're going to be of one mind, you're going to have to have compassion one another. You're going to have to love his brother, and you're going to have to be pitiful and courteous. Those are, those are my mind. And then he says, not rendering evil for evil. That sounds like what Jesus talked about. Huh? Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrary-wise, blessing. In other words, if somebody says something evil about you, you bless them. That's one mind. That's what God wants us to do. He says, don't, don't do evil for evil. Isn't that what it says in Romans? Don't overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. It sounds like God's got a way of doing things with, with His will, with His love, that, that, that supersedes any natural action you could take. And if we choose to not exchange evil for evil, or railing for railing, and in other words, blessing somebody instead that now we've left an ability for them to change. See, if we don't do that, we've left no God ability there. Like that word, God ability. I like it, huh? Yeah. God ability. Yeah, and, and, and so what we're doing, what God's saying is, if you'll do things my way, everywhere you go, you leave my ability for them to change, for them to do something different, for them to see my way. Amen? 
And as they see my way, now they have opportunity to follow me. Thank you, Lord. What a good thing. So we're not going to... And, and, because, and then he says, that, that's what you're called to do. You're called. Me and you are called to be of one mind, to have compassion for each other, to love as brethren, to be merciful and courteous. We're called to do that. And, and as we react that way in every situation, when somebody speaks evil, we speak kind. When somebody's, somebody's railing on somebody, we find the goodness to say something. We, we come back with something besides negativity. We come back with the goodness of God. We hear from the Holy Spirit. Now, if we don't see anything nice we can say, say, okay, Lord, I'm going to need some help on this because I can't find one nice thing to say about this person. Right? And the Lord will bring it right up. Why? Because He loves them. If all you got to do is say, oh, God loves them. And you know what? You'll never lie if you say God loves them. Because He does. Right? And He said we're called unto that and that we should inherit a blessing. Glory to God. Doing things God's ways puts you in the blessing line. Thank you, Lord. But you did it God's way because you loved Him and you loved the brothers. Not because you had to or not because you were chasing a blessing. You were chasing God. And while you were chasing God, the blessing was chasing you. Amen? And that, that's what's important about this. It's not that we, we're not trying to get God to do something by our actions. We're trying to act like God wants us to act. Because if you're trying to get something from God by your actions, you'll never act right. You'll act like what you think's right. You'll do the law. Right? And no man's justified by the law. Right? I'm going to quit saying right. Right too much. Right? <laughs> Philippians 1. We'll, we'll end with this. Philippians 1. Verse 27. It says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. In other words, only say those things that become the gospel. In other words, that, that shine a good light on the gospel. That, that Only say those things that God says. Right? The gospel of Christ. Well, what's he saying? I want you to only say things that God says. I want you to say things that become the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or whether I be absent, that when I hear about you... See, this is what I'm talking about, identifying with God. See, He's going to hear what they're doing because they're only doing something that glorifies God. Amen. And see, when, when that's happening, now, now, now we're at a place where the world starts hearing about you. Right. You know, Paul said, whether I'm there or whether I'm gone, I'll hear about your, your affairs. And what's he going to hear? I'll hear that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And that's what this is all about, that, that we begin to do things His way and begin to say things His way, that we only begin to look at things His way. We, we don't give other things an option. We don't say, well, can we look at this? No, we don't, we don't want to look at this. Right? The easy way always does seem easier, but it's never going to be right. And God's way may be the easiest way. If God's way is the easiest way, then go that way. If His way is not the easiest way, go His way. If His way is medium hard, go His way. If His way seems impossible, go His way. If It doesn't matter what His way seems, go His way. 
Because you'll always get to the right place at the right time during the right thing when you do it His way. And that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, I want, you, I want your conversation to only become the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, I want it to, I want it to be as a, uh, I want you saying what Jesus said. I want you doing what Jesus did. I want you guys standing around talking about the good things of God. And, and see, that way that I'll know, even whether I'm there or whether I'm not there, you're standing fast. What's he saying? You're, some, you're somebody that other people can lean on. You're, you're, you're somebody that other people are looking to. You're somebody, wow, you're standing fast. You're in one spirit. You're in one mind, striving together, what? For the faith. For the faith of the gospel. Glory to God. That's what he's saying. I want you to respond in such a way to every situation that, that every time people see you, they know you've only got one goal. They're, they, they're, they're doing better, and God's plan coming to pass. That's your goal. That's your goal. That when you leave there, they had more ability to see God than they had before you got there. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Glory to God. I like this sermon. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Glory to God. That was a different one mind, one heart sermon. But, you know, this is, this is the important thing about the Word of God is that we see beyond, you know, we could say, well, yeah, we could all get razzed up and say, let's do it, one heart, one heart, one heart, one mind, one mind, one mind. And we could start screaming and yelling, but not know what that heart and mind is. You're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. In fact, is it's going to become hard. And it's gonna, you're never going to make it. Why? Because you're not doing it His way. You're trying to get to His goal, but you're not doing it His way. That's why Paul said in Philippians, he said, I want you, everything you do to become the gospel. Because then you're doing it my way, you'll get to your goal. You're striving for one goal with one heart and one mind. You'll get there doing it that way, but you've got to know what one heart and one mind is in one way. Amen? Glory to God. You got a song, Susan? Or, I'm sorry, Miss Cheryl. I looked around too fast. Miss Cheryl.
Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank Him. Just thank Him for a minute. Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing us your heart. Thank you for helping us to see further who you are and who you desire for us to be and who you've made us to be, the abilities that you've given us, Lord. We thank you that we don't have to be mediocre, but that we can go and do great things for God as a body of believers. We're all important to the parts that we put that you've put us in. And we thank you. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you for my part in the body of Christ. I will purpose in my heart to join fast to this body that you've put me in that I would do my part to be of one mind to be of one heart I'll hear from you and I'll stay if I'm to stay I'll go if I'm to go I'll do those things that glorify You. And I thank You that You've given me this ability. And Lord, we ask, help us to operate Your way. That we'd not step out without knowing what You want us to do. That we'd not give opinions or ideas but we'd hear from You and we'd do it Your way. We'd look at the words of Jesus and make them truth in our life on a consistent basis. Lord, our desire is that other people in this world would see You in us and it would change them. Thank You, Father for loving us. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord. Thank You. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Glory to God. Altar care workers, come forward. If you're in